Yeah. Uh, all right, man. You ready to get into this? Yeah, let's get into this. Uh, I'm Bobby Navia. And I am hungover. Uh, <laughs> but I'm also Dorian Weinzimmer. <laughs> so. Uh, welcome back, everybody, to the couch. Woo! Um, welcome back. Today, we're going to be talking about a movie called Waves. Uh, this is a movie that came out in 2019. It kind of came and went pretty quickly, I feel. Yeah, it was a, a small theatrical release, I think. It's, mm-hmm. I think it was only really playing at like uh, like Landmark. And at least here in Chicago, maybe yeah, just Landmark. Or, Landmark yeah. and maybe like the, you know, like River East or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's true. That's true. Uh, so movie uh, written and directed by Trey Edward uh, Schultz and um, released by uh, A24. It's an A24 jam. And uh, this movie is uh, the plot synopsis per IMDb is uh, traces the journey of a suburban family led by a well-intentioned but domineering father as they navigate love, forgiveness and coming together in the aftermath of a lo- of a loss. Um, <clears throat> every once in a while, this movie would come up between you and me. Like we were just, I think we had like planned to see it at one point and then it felt, we fell yeah. through. Yeah. Uh, it got, and we never know, got around to it. It was getting a lot of good, you know, critical, uh, press and, and also Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross did the music oh, for it. I mean, the, right. the, the movie is, uh, and I, I remember even hearing this, you know, when the uh, film came out long before we actually saw it, but. Uh, the movie is is predominantly like licensed music. Um, yes. There's a lot of like very curated, selected like pieces of you know pop music uh, mm-hmm. or you know whatever that uh, that are utilized to to forward the story. But uh, all the stuff in between, a lot of like sound design and you know kind of more incidental music and stuff like that, and a few scenes that are really driven by you know the the Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd say really in general, the sonic identity of the film is in the. Um, uh, you know the licensed music that that they put together for it, right? right. Um, but uh, regardless, though, the fact that uh, Trent Atticus, um, you know, did the music for it, it's like I'll, I'll, I've watched every movie that they've had anything mm-hmm. to do with. I mean, I've you know I watched fucking Patriots Day. I was just about so to I'm bring like, it's, up. it's never gonna get any worse than that. <laughs> yeah. I really, I really can't see it being any worse than that because <laughs> yeah, yeah. that movie was atrocious. <laughs> uh, um, I'm kind of surprised. You know, it, it always was a little weird to me that they were involved with that movie too, just because politically it seemed kind of like not really in line with their, their views. Um, but I don't know, maybe that's also why they, they seemed like pretty quiet about it when it came out. <laughs> maybe they saw the movie and they were like, Ooh, yikes, this is pretty militarized. Uh, <laughs> kind of glorifying that a little bit. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, uh, moving on. So, um, but yeah, and I actually, you know, and just being a, a fanatic of Trent and Atticus too, I downloaded the score for this movie right when it got released. Oh, um, okay. Which was right, you know, when the movie came out and, you know, they had put out, uh, you know, cause they, they seemed, uh, in, in, again, quite the, uh, contrast to Patriot's Day, the Trent and Atticus seemed very open about how proud they were of being a part of this movie, uh, of, Patriot's Wave, Day. of, of waves of waves. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah, they, uh, you know, when they released the soundtrack and stuff, um, there was a really nice write-up that they had, like, on the front of the NineInchNails.com, like, website. That, oh, that nice. did, okay. It did, did mention a bit about, like, you know, that really most of the music in the movie was curated, and they were really there to kind of, um, you know, fill in the blanks and, like, get the ambient spaces, you know, kind of, so they were like, you know, it's not really a, 
it's a much more kind of ambient, like a little more experimental and, and kind of like tone driven, uh, you know, kind of score. It's not like, you know, a lot of the other scores that they had done at that point, like Watchmen was airing at this point too. So it was like you right, know, it's pretty right. different from what we did, you know, for those other movies, but we're super proud of it. And I remember Trent uh, even posting something on his Instagram account of uh, when the movie came out, he had a picture of like, you know, the little LED sign right outside of the theater that says what movie's playing. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah, it, was, yeah. it was just a picture of one of those signs that said waves and, it, you know, it just said really proud to be a part of this one. Nice. Um, nice. So, yeah. So all that, you know, obviously really, really piqued my interest in the film. And uh, yet I never went and saw it. <laughs> I know. Neither did um, I. And I've, this is my first. Um, but as you said, it came, came and went pretty fast, too. It was, yeah. it was not around for long. But yeah, so anyway, so we finally watched it and we've, you know, we've been talking about wanting to check it out for a while because it's been available to rent since like, I don't know, January or like December or something. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Like it's been around that time that it's been out. Yeah. Yeah. And it's one of those that just keeps falling off my radar, you know? Yeah. Just having. Um, we talked about uh, Golden Glove last week and then after we were done talking, you text me and you were like, hey, pick something you want to watch. Well, let's watch that. And then we'll talk about it. And I had been yeah. um, some that neither of us had seen. Yeah, right. Exactly. Because uh, yeah. I because I kind of picked Golden Glove. I mean, we had I think both yeah. mentioned it previously, like we were interested. But um, you know, we had this. Uh, Let's just both watch a movie. We neither of us have seen, and you know, talk about it. And it was like, oh shit, yeah, we just talked about this, and I kind of wanted to watch it that night. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So this time I was like, Bobby, you pick some. You know, neither of us have seen. <laughs> Fucking yeah. Let's get a Bobby select in here. Um, I was I was this one kind of was popping up every once in a while on my iTunes and I was definitely definitely rewatched the the trailer to it the two trailers that were put out for it which really give you nothing at all I mean um, it is a it's a fucking whirlwind of a trailer I, I, they're both good trailers but um, I think that was the one thing that uh, really pushed you and me to like bring this up every once in a while. Um, when it was coming out and then when it came out was that like it was we were both like yo what's this movie like it came out of nowhere it's yeah it's getting like this high fucking ass praise trent and atticus are scoring it like why like why aren't we hearing more about it you know Mm -hmm. like it was um and so uh i was looking for something kind of melancholic to watch uh in the midst of like watching you know uh the stuff we watched on um the stuff I watched on uh, Criterion Channel, yeah, and you know Golden Glove. Uh, so this definitely felt like a, a change of pace. I yeah, some ca- sort of yeah, like- <laughs> get out of the chaotic, frustrating, like you know the the you know form gets in the way of the function of the film kind of movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I just wanted to like sink into something, and um, and yeah, so yeah, uh, so this but yeah, no, those like- trailers. You're right. I, I think that's ultimately what kind of was holding us back from going uh-huh. to see it. Was I was just like, I just don't know what it is. You know, yes. like yeah, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> it's so like the trailer is so. I mean, we've talked about this a lot on the uh, the show about you know those like art house movie trailers where it's just like images and sounds or like yes. images and yeah. music, and it's just like okay, really evocative images, really evocative music, right. no fucking clue what any of it adds up to. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I'm like, so what? What am I supposed to be excited about? Like this movie just looked like emotions. The film, you know, like <laughs> you're yeah. just gonna watch people feel things, you know. And yes, I was like, yes. I don't know, I don't really care about that. Uh-huh. Uh, that's 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 not totally my thing, you know, with movies. But uh, yeah. at least not just that. And it seemed right. like it was just that, you know, just like wow, look how emotional this guy's face is, and how emotional this music is, and mm-hmm. you know. 
how overexposed this background is. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but I just I just didn't know what it all totaled up to. It, it, in right. some ways, it felt like it could have been like a you know like a Nike commercial. You I know, see and that. also yeah, if you just put has... like the swoosh at the end of it, I would have been like, oh, yeah, yeah. cool, overcome or something. <laughs> you know, <laughs> persevere. Yeah, just do it. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> so um, uh, so yeah, it was it. You know, it was just strange. But I, I guess also now having seen it, I I I don't know. I guess there's a couple things you could have like wrangled together to make more of like a narrative thrust, you know? Yes. Uh, the appearance of a narrative thrust for for the film because there is mm-hmm. one. There is. You know, there's there definitely is. like a a trajectory of events, you know. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, that that culminate, you know, I I guess a couple of times into mm-hmm. kind of climaxes. Um and uh yeah, but you know, they decided to, you know, go much more the sensory uh and and in some ways like I I kind of res- you know, it's it's hard to say because uh, obviously it did hold me back a little bit and I did have those kind of like, what the fuck. But after seeing the movie, too, it's like it's so sensory driven. Um, yeah, the movie. Yes, right, it's, right, right. It, that like I get it that like in a way this was actually a really clear depiction of what the film is. Yeah. Um, but th- it it also I think it misleads you into thinking there's not really going to be much of a narrative, you know, focus to the film. Right. And uh, and there very much is. Yeah. Yeah, I really uh, when I when I went back and I I watched the trailer uh, and then you know when I decided to pick the movie, watch the movie and then I watched the trailer again after I had watched the whole movie, mm-hmm. and it really made me think. The trailer made me think of uh, the a single man trailer. Do you remember that? Trailer? Oh, uh, I don't remember the trailer too well. Actually, I, I'm the tra- yeah, love that movie. I'm very it's, familiar, but I, I don't recall movie. the trailer well, that well. The trailer is very, uh, very sensory as well. Just images over the like a, the ticking of a watch. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's all it is. Oh, okay. This is a little more familiar now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember what images, but like that one also. I loved the trailer to that movie, but then being able to see the movie as well, like really, really added to the experience of enjoying the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it made me, um, as far as like a trailer movie kind of example, you know, for uh, listeners, if you haven't seen Waves yet or and have seen a single a single man, the Tom Ford directed. Yeah, uh, movie. Um, that's a definitely made me think of that one for sure. Um, but uh, for first first reaction, Dorian, what did you think of the movie? Oh man, I don't know. I, I gotta <laughs> be honest. I'm I'm really feel, on the I'm really on the like fence you, about it. I feel like you prefaced it with you know uh, this, this looks like everyone's gonna be deep in their feelings, and that's maybe not your thing. Yeah. It's, okay. And that's that's kind of like just my issue with it is just like in general, just like what it's trying to accomplish as a movie is just not something that I really respond to very well. Okay. And, you know, it's like going from so there's this teenage uh, he's like a senior in high school. Right. Um, I guess we should I could at least tell the listeners a little bit about what what the movie's actually about, since everything on the Internet seems determined not to explain to you not that to there's tell you that yeah. there's a straightforward story about a guy who's, you know, like starting like a wrestling career, you know, he's like, you know, trying to be top in his class and, you know, get in college, like wrestling and all this shit. And, you know, just real overachiever, 
uh his dad is really like kind of domineering like obviously like means well and wants the best for his kid but he's like obviously like really really stern <laughs> yeah um you know pushes him just pushes him really really hard you know in every mm-hmm. respect and uh you know and all this stuff and um and then he you know d- finds out that he has a you know a a 100% without question career ending injury <laughs> Yeah, he has a like, shoulder injury. Yeah, his shoulder is like fucked, and yeah. um, you know, and he decides to not tell anyone about it and ignore the doctor's advice and continue wrestling. And then, sure enough, like right after that, it just totally you know rips or whatever, yeah. and he's he's done. You know, he's he's done. He's never going to wrestle again. And then I things deteriorate from there. I'll say mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't have to give everything away, but okay, yeah, yeah. Um, but it, to give people uh, listeners just an idea of like you know how much you know is being kind of piled on here. As far as, you know, just like the, the family life and, you know, the expectations on him and, you know, the way that he responds to this, you know, kind of uh, th- this diagnosis and, uh, you know, and, and then what ultimately like it really suffers the consequences of it. Um, but on top of this, all of uh, all of this as well, his girl, uh, his girlfriend's pregnant. Yeah. Um, and that, that was kind of that was like the scene where he was in the car with his girlfriend and she's telling him that she's pregnant and they have this like fight and all this stuff. And yeah, yeah. Um, I was like, I looked at Hannah and I was like, Hannah, this isn't a lifetime movie. This is an entire lifetime movie marathon <laughs> crammed into one. Like, I mean, we're just going to I was like, we're going to hit every issue in this, aren't we? Like, yeah. you know, teenage pregnancy, like, you know, uh, yeah. Uh, pressure we put, you know, and then also that, you know, the fact that uh, it's a, a black family at the center of this film. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So that's part of also why the dad is so kind of like pushing his, his kids are. He's like, look, you're at a, you know, unfortunately the way the world is, you're at a disadvantage, you know, and you yeah, have to yeah. work 10 times as hard to get what everyone else has, you know, cause yeah, cause you're black. And it's like, you're a minority within a minority. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. And, um, so, you know, it's, you know, and so we're dealing with the racial component of all of this in society and then also how that kind of affects the family unit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, and then, yeah. And then we've got the, the injury happens and then, uh, yeah. And then from there, as I said, things get even worse and we start dealing, let me <laughs> just trust me when I say we keep dealing with like a bigger issue after a bigger issue after a bigger issue. Yeah. Um, you know, and it just, yeah, again, for me like that just in and of itself uh, gets a little like tiresome, especially mm-hmm. and this movie's not short either. It's like two hours and 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, it really like, you know, just does it's, it, it, it feels like to me, I just feel like it's very, you know, and every movie is manipulative, but it's like, I feel like they're not even trying to hide how manipulative they're being. Okay. Because it's like every scene, we're just like dropping another bomb on top of you, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and I'm just like, you guys, like this only happens in a movie script, right? Like, <laughs> you know, especially like with this kind of timing where it all happens in like two days, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. all of this shit, <laughs> it all explodes and goes wrong in, in like a two day period, uh, you know, or whatever. And, um, you know, so it just feels like, you know, over dramatized to me in a lot of ways and, and okay. you know, so more histrionic than I, I generally gravitate towards with, with films. There's like moments that I really thought were cool. You know, I wouldn't call this like a poorly made movie by any stretch of the imagination. I think all the mm-hmm. acting, I think all the acting was excellent. Um, you know, clearly like a bunch of really talented, you know, craftsmen and craftswomen <laughs> behind, oh, you know, yeah, this yeah. this film. Um, <laughs> uh, 
but uh, but at the same time, like I just I I felt like I was just watching it, you know, from afar and just going like, you know, only appreciating it on an intellectual, excuse me, on an intellectual level. Okay. Um, and not on the emotional one that it was clearly trying to do. And so for me, because it's like it's so emotion forward, <laughs> that is so clearly what it wants to do is just like wallop you with emotions, mm-hmm. um, and just you know the 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 ups and downs and ebbs and flows of the waves you know, that we travel up and down through through life you know just yeah. in all the shit that it throws at us good and bad you know because yeah, it's yeah. not all bad too i should say there's moments of good things happening in this movie too you know it's, yeah it's supposed to be all of it you know mm-hmm. it's not trying to be just the misery but the misery obviously kind of drives the, the the narrative and the drama so right right inevitably it kind of takes the front seat but <laughs> yeah yeah um I think I liked the second movement of the film better than the first, I'll say. Okay, okay. Yeah, because this movie really does completely change in the middle. Yes. Um, radically. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. really radically. And, uh, and, and it's, you know, it essentially becomes a completely different film. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and you realize that the, the son who, the wrestler that we've been discussing, who is like the, really the main focus of the first half of the film, you know, you kind of realize after that, that the, it's more really about the family. Right. Um, they're kind of the main character and it really is. So it mainly in the second half shifts focus to the, uh, sister, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, I thought was interesting too, just because she's so ignored the entire first half of the movie. Yeah, yeah which i think was on purpose obviously you know that was oh kind yeah of for sure her place in the family unfortunately you know mm-hmm. she wasn't the she wasn't the you know alpha male son you know i did think uh because in the second half of the movie also things get a little bit more um uh get a little more uh interesting or inventive i should say from like an artistic standpoint as well i thought and uh yeah so the second half just had me a little more you know just kind of yeah, where are we going? What's going to happen next? You know, like what what are we even uh, uh, moving towards right now? Mm-hmm. And uh, and then also, yeah, it became a little more like uh, formally inventive in some ways, where there's a big aspect ratio change, right? Uh, to the film, right when this when he kills the girlfriend, it goes from like a two point three five uh, widescreen to a four by three, you know, like square. Mm-hmm. Um, and then stays that way for a while. Uh, even it, it shifts over to the the sister's viewpoint, still in this four by three, and then it went back to widescreen uh, two point three five, and mm-hmm. then towards the end of the movie, it expanded vertically as well into a full sixteen by nine frame. Right. Um, very much, yeah. Towards the end of the film, but I thought that was that stuff was really interesting. You know, again, and because partially because I was responding to the movie more on an intellectual level than Mm -hmm. a uh you know an emotional one um that that i found that interesting because it was more of like a you know artistic intellectualization of emotions (laughs) yeah (laughs) or you know i at least the way i read it you know as sort of like the way that you know your world kind of like narrows or broadens based on your experiences in life and that you know when obviously when he accidentally killed his girlfriend his life got uh, his his world got a lot smaller you know right yes yes (laughs) and uh and so did his families you know and Mm -hmm. everyone and you know everyone around him their their worlds all got smaller and then it wasn't Mm -hmm. until she you know uh found you know puppy love (laughs) With uh, with, <laughs> yeah, with yeah. Lucas Hedges, that you know her right, her, right. her viewpoint, you know it it shrunk vertically a little bit, but expanded horizontally, which you know I thought mm-hmm. was a really interesting choice too. That it was like, in some way, you know, it was it was not discounting the fact that there's like some things you can only see in grief, you know, 
Mm-hmm. That like that's kind of what the vertical was doing for me. And then when she lost that little bit of vertical and it went to like the 2.35 widescreen where now you've yeah. got the letterboxing on the top and bottom. It was like, no, she gained a lot, but she did lose a little something there, you know? Right. Like, and I was like, I kind of like that. It's just an interesting viewpoint that, you know, mm-hmm. there is something about like the way you see things through grief that it's not desirable necessarily, but it's certainly <laughs> different than the way you see it in times of happiness, you know? Right, right. Um, and then the way that the movie ended up resolving, where it, it became this way of like starting to reconcile like the two sides of these emotions, you know, both love and grief, and like you know, joy and grief, or whatever, um, and and forgiveness and all that shit, you know, that that that's when it fully, you know, her world fully expanded to completely fill the frame. You know, it was yeah. like you could really see it all then, like good and bad, and kind of like view it and understand it, not like you know, judge it and blind yourself to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a sense so you know i thought that just like in in terms of you know because i've been noticing i've always been a big fan of like switching up aspect ratios or yeah. um you know just not necessarily like all the time you know actively throughout but like you know not feeling completely beholden to just like we're just gonna shoot it in 2.35 because that's what everyone does you know it's right, like no right, just exactly. just like every other choice we make with a film you know creative choice it's like there's a reason you go with anything so Mm -hmm. you know what what aspect ratio we use should 100 percent be a discussion you know uh uh, per film so um but yeah i've you know i've been noticing and especially like digital has opened up this a lot you know uh, uh, as as far as making it easier for people to actively change aspect ratios throughout their films and stuff like that because you're not reliant on like certain film stocks or anything like that yeah right, um, right to create them you can do whatever you want with the digital image so um the uh, you know I've been noticing a lot more movies that have been doing sh- shifts you know mm-hmm. either to some movies have been doing it as like oh it's a flashback now you know so it's like oh okay it's yeah like thinner widescreen because like we this is all, we only remember this much you know <laughs> or whatever yeah yeah uh, and then the regular show is is like sixteen by nine <laughs> or uh, like yeah. home uh, homecoming that um, Amazon show that Sam Esmail directed oh yeah yeah, yeah. did that That's it was right. like four okay. by three for flashbacks and stuff and you know anyway it's just something I've kind of been noticing more filmmakers playing with more recently over the past few years mm-hmm. and this and so you know I've been paying attention to it and this struck me as one of the more uh i don't know intelligent and more interesting uses of, of those kinds of changes yeah no i agree um, yeah so i thought that was uh that was really cool so uh bobby what did you think of the movie i've just been yammering away <laughs> you're good no I, in, all, in all honesty like about halfway through the movie i kind of felt like you would feel the way you are feeling about it yeah yeah uh, and yeah, not in a bad, and not 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 in a bad way. Like uh, there were moments where I was it. like, I might be off this ship, man. Like <laughs> I mean, there were definitely there were definitely you know I, I think I've had some time to like temper, but I I should yeah. mention that when I was initially watching it, for sure, there were a few times that I was just like, dude, I just. <laughs> I, you know how you were talking about like how frustrated you were getting sometimes watching yes, like like yes. some of the seventies movies. I was like. <laughs> I, we're kind of just total role reversal right now because there are parts of this that I'm just like, dude, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Like, we're just, we're going to pile this on now? Like, whatever. Yeah, All right. When's the suicide? You know, <laughs> like, where's that coming? Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, who's getting raped here? Like, because we're just, we're just going to do it all, aren't we? <laughs> um, But, uh but anyway, yeah. So, so yeah. I, I guess I should throw out there to just sort of uh, uh, give the full full picture. But ultimately, yeah, what I've been saying just now is is ultimately how I feel about the film. Um, I really I really liked it quite a lot. 
Um, when it's exactly it, what I told Hannah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no, I mean, I think um, I did. I did have the. I did have the feeling throughout the movie a couple times where I was like, "Wow, this is this just feels longer than what it is." Like mm-hmm. I, I, I had did have some of those moments where I'm like, "This feels like it's dragging." Like, where are we going? Like, I feel kind of like I'm in the woods a little bit, you yeah. know. And um, at some point, at some points, it did feel like it was biting off more than it could chew. Like I, I could totally For understand sure. that it would like, I, I totally got everything like the director was trying to do with like the characters, the stories, you know, the music, the license music, the aspect ratio changes. Like I, I got all of it. And then, but as it was going on, I definitely had moments where I was like, you really might be biting off way more than you can chew. Um, mm-hmm. Other movies it made me actually think of were The Fountain and Moonlight. Yeah, uh, Moonlight for sure. Yeah, I, I remember Moon- when this came out too. People were kind of like, "This is like Moonlight too." Yeah, I mean, which it's not, but I mean, <laughs> it's like, not, yeah. it's not at all. But I, I get why somebody would make that sort of, you know, Ex- yeah, connection. You know, um, and so like, uh, so like when I was thinking about this movie and like talking to you, I was just like, oh, like maybe like. Like for Dorian, like Moonlight's that movie. It's like a straight. It's like a straight shot. It's it's Ain't still... nothing straight about that movie. No. <laughs> <laughs> cue, cue the snare drum. Yeah, I walked the fuck into that one. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, but no, Moonlight it's, it's is, a, yeah, it's a bit ahead. more of uh, I guess like the you know the the blunt instrument kind of movie. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That, yeah. yeah, that I do really respond to. Like, man, I was, I was kind of a mess when i watched that the first time yeah yeah i remember i remember you telling me about it yeah Yeah. (laughs) fucking so sad (laughs) can't they just love each other (laughs) it's that easy come on yeah so you know just gotta fucking drink some wine in a diner (laughs) cook up some steaks and shit man anyway sorry (laughs) no you're good you're good um that being said, though, even though I felt those things, like <clears throat> I really, really uh, quite like the movie a lot because um, I started thinking about like when I was in high school, like mm-hmm. small stuff to me uh, felt like uh, uh, felt like how the movie made me feel. You know, like I had I had my first girlfriend in high school and like didn't really end my way, and when it ended, it literally felt like the world was ending. Yeah. Um, and I also was on the wrestling team while this was happening for mm-hmm. all four years. So there was that stuff. The coach that's in that movie, I had a coach exactly fucking like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> it, like literally almost had, he just had black hair and a black mustache. Mm-hmm. Other than that, same body type, the whole nine yards, like everything. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I was actually really surprised that, you know, the, the trailer actually makes you feel like it's more of Sterling K. Brown's story. Because uh, yeah. the, tra- the trailer has him as the main voiceover, and we get a little bit more images of him as he's the one that's trying to keep the family together. So it, it the, the trailer if give if it gives you any kind of story, it, it is about this family, but it seems like it's more about this father trying to keep this family together. Yeah, in in some sort of way. So I was actually very surprised that he was a. Uh, a very minimal role, but also a very yeah. like com- you know he's he was definitely like the umbrella over over everything. Yeah, he's he's like more of a treated as more of like a presence. 
Yeah, right. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. he's got he's got plenty of like you know powerful scenes and stuff like that. But uh, but yeah, he's definitely much more as like you know, especially with Tyler's story, the the son. You know, his yeah. his sort of overwhelming presence and you know need to mm-hmm. live up to his expectations is just sort of like omnipresent. Yeah. Um, throughout that whole portion of the film, so. But yeah, I'm guessing for the trailer, that's probably mostly just because you know he's he's the biggest name in this movie. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah. That's true. Um, there was uh, I forgot to I read there was a uh, uh, Harmony Corinne had a tiny cameo in the movie. Who was he? Uh, I think he was like one of the daughter's teachers. I, I don't know if you actually see him or not, or if it's just his voice for like a brief second, but apparently it's like, yeah, it's it's like blink and you'll miss it, you know? Okay, okay. Yeah, just barely there. But yeah, no, I saw something. I was like, I went, I was like on IMDb looking some stuff up, uh, you know, so a couple of the actors, you know, that I, mm-hmm. I was curious about what else they had done. I was scrolling through and I saw Harmony Corinne's name on the li- cast list and I was like, wait, <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 try. You can't sneak a Harmony Corinne past me. Like, <laughs> I know what this asshole looks like. You know? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I started looking it up and it, it seemed like actually um, some people, I, I couldn't actually get a clear answer. Whether or not his oh. scene was in the movie or not, I mean, I didn't dig oh, too much, but yeah, yeah. Uh, some people who said they like saw it at a festival said he was like just barely there, and then there were a couple oh, other people okay. that were like, "No, I swear, when I watched it at home, like you don't see him; it's just you hear his voice for like a second. Yeah, uh, but that's it. So, hmm. yeah, very random piece of Ran- casting in there. Random yeah. harmony, yeah, because I I know you know I know what he looks like too, and I was like, oh wait a minute, where was he? You know. Yeah. What part of the movie was he in? You know, that's that's what I was like jumping to. Mm-hmm. But uh Yeah. Um but no, yeah, so uh um so yes, I I like the movie a lot. I uh I really um it made me think a lot about the fact that like everybody in this movie is just like they're just drowning. It mm-hmm. feels like. Like even before all of like the tragedy strikes, you know. Uh, everybody just sort of feels like they're just trying to make it. And I think this, the overwhelming feeling that like Tyler has of like having and needing to like live up to his like father is definitely, I feel like is it's never been like really spoken in my family, but I've like felt that in different instances. Hmm. And I, and it was like the first time where I actually, I'm sure I've seen it on, it's always in any sort of like coming of age story, like you needing or wanting to like live up to some sort of, you know, father figure or some figure in your life that you know is parental in some way you know so but this time it felt just really different because i think the movie was like telling me that but also like making me experience it with the music and the colors and you know uh, the aspect ratio changes and, and all that kind of stuff um whereas like you know, I have, I have like the, like everyone has, everybody has like the black sheep of the family, like mm-hmm. maybe an aunt or, or uncle you don't talk to. And so like, I have that in my family and the aunts and uncles, when I was younger, that I would still talk, that I would talk to, like they would always sort of, you know, talk shit about their brothers and sisters. And I would always just as a young kid, like laugh about it, like, oh, ha ha. Yeah. You know, they're, they're this or they're that or whatever. But mm-hmm. then when I got older and it still kept happening, like I felt weird about it because I would still talk to those aunts and uncles. And I started to think to myself, like, do I have to hold myself to like up to the standards of this side of the family? Because mm-hmm. we're 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 here. We're not like them because 
them is bad. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and, and now in like my, my, you know, almost coming up to my mid thirties, like I'll run into some aunts and uncles and they will fucking burst into tears and like hug me and like say, I'm not a fuck up. Like come and see me, mm. please. All this kind of stuff. So it's been, it's, it's been like, uh, it's definitely every once in a while, like it's a definitely weird experience. And I sometimes wonder like, what what and who am i holding up to like am i holding myself who am i hold what what am i holding up to in terms of you know uh, uh like growing up and stuff mm-hmm. and so i really felt that like uh in the movie i actually called alex and talked to her for like about an hour and a half uh <laughs> about a bunch of shit you know yeah because uh, there's sometimes i feel like like i feel like my dad uh represses a lot of stuff he doesn't open up a lot and for as much as i don't want to do that I feel like I I still do that with like Alex and Tori and my mom and my dad. Like I still don't mm. tell them everything about my life and what I feel or how I feel because I feel like in some way they'll think less of me mm-hmm. or they'll think like, you know what, Dorian, you don't stop thinking like that. You're going to be fine. And it's like, yeah, right. no, I'm kind of telling you that I'm not. So like, yeah, I don't know what to Fucking do. Fucking begging you, know? you here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right, yeah <laughs> you know? So, um, and I'm sure it's not like with uh, I'm sure, th- you know, this sort of mentality just doesn't go with like uh, like a Mexican family. But it's just a sort of maybe like the older patriarchs in the family. If you try and tell anybody like, oh, you should go to therapy. It's this thing of like, no, nah, I'm fine. You know, I don't need therapy. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's cool. It's one of those. Yeah. Things. There's no there's it's perceived as like a weakness or something or like a deficiency in some form. If you if you have to do that, you know. Yeah, yeah, then, right, yeah. right, right, right. <laughs> There's a lot of, it's crazy how even, like, you know, people in our generation, like, kind of have that same stigma. Yeah, um, about, yeah. About things like that, too. But, yeah, particularly, for sure, yeah, like, a generation or two generations older than us is like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, no. Like, you have to be, you have to be a nut job to go see a <laughs> fucking shrink, you know? Like, you are, you're a crazy person if you even have to go. Yeah, it's exactly. like, no, it's just. It's just like seeing a doctor for your body, you know, <laughs> like right, right, right. Yeah, your yeah, brain yeah. does things too. <laughs> uh, and, and can malfunction like any other part. So, you know, it's, uh, it's good to keep an eye on that thing too. Yeah, um, no, definitely. But, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, for sure I can, I can understand. Yeah. Since it sounds like there's a lot in this movie that really kind of connected to your, you know, very direct personal experience. Yeah, it was really, um, it was, it was actually kind of, I was surprised to see it on screen as, yeah. as, uh, as frenetic as I feel like I have experienced something maybe similar to it, mm-hmm. you know, like even, uh, I mean, you know, you know, partly of stuff that's gone down with like me and Maria, like that, that scene, uh, it was a past yeah, relationship yeah. I had, you know, like that scene where they're like, where he's like texting her. Mm-hmm. like I fucking like I got antsy in my seat like I felt like I was the person that was like texting back and forth because like I've had that a similar conversation like that where yeah you're like you're purposely putting you know words in all caps you know in some way and like you don't know it then but that's what's fucking up the conversation because the <laughs> other person thinks that you're fucking screaming at them you know yeah, you just look like the biggest asshole on the planet. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so little stuff like that. Um, after everything with Tyler happens and, you know, we shift to the sister, um, I felt ex- I felt the same way you did with some of the aspect ratio changes. Um, yeah. I really liked I really liked them. Uh, yeah. I noticed them and, and, you know, felt them emotionally uh, on top of yeah. whatever was happening. 
I thought that's what worked about him so well was it wasn't this like giant mystery you had to decode. Like it was, it was pretty clear what he was doing with it, you know, yes, but it yes. was just like so smart that, you know, you weren't, you didn't like roll your eyes like, Oh sure. Of course, you know, <laughs> right, art right, film, right. let's change our aspect. You're like, no, actually, I mean that, that really is, it's kind of just like simple and poignant, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it works. I mean, it really, you know, when it happened, it was definitely a moment where I was like, Whoa, Oh, oh okay. We're doing yeah. this. <laughs> like, I, I didn't expect it. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. At the same time, you know, um, no, it was, it was cool. I, yeah, I really, I thought it was just very elegant. Like just, and again, just good decision-making, you know, like yes, there's so yes. much of, there's so much of of like great filmmaking that is just like good decision-making, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, it definitely like makes it sound simpler than it is. But sometimes when you're making a movie, it's like, <laughs> You don't have to like swing for the fences here, you know, just like make a fucking good decision. Right. Exactly. And sometimes exactly. that's just like the best fucking thing, you know, because it's yeah. yeah, it doesn't overcomplicate everything. You know, this didn't it didn't need to be this like, again, this movie's being driven by the like emotional uh, uh, momentum of everything, you know, whether mm-hmm. it's going up or down, uphill or downhill. And it's mostly downhill. Um, but so, you know, it does have a it does have an energy to it. Mm-hmm. Um. And, you know, for a movie that's being driven that way, you don't want something that you're going to sit there and, like, ponder the mystery of why did this director make this decision right here? You know, it should be something <laughs> yeah, right. that just effortlessly blends into the mix, you know, and just yeah. adds to what's what's being done and the experience that's kind of being laid down here. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, again, so for somebody who did sit there and intellectualize it the way that it's not supposed to be watched, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> even even through that lens, it was like, wow, no, I mean, again, just like really impressed with just what a solid, you know, how solid all of these decisions were, mm-hmm. you know, that I'm like, I was like, man, if I did respond to a movie like this, I could see how all of this would probably work really well. Yeah, no, 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 yeah. I mean, I, I agree, and I think I I think that's like uh, I think that's why I, like I felt the way I felt about it when we got into the stuff with the sister. I I thought in general I, I liked all the stuff with the sister, but in general, uh, for her character and the mom and the dad uh, as they're like coping with the with the aftermath of everything, mm-hmm. I thought uh, the one question I had in my head is like, uh, do I deserve to be happy? Like, do I deserve to move on and be happy with my life, given that mm-hmm. this this tragedy and this has befallen our family? Right. Um, you know, it's like some, it, some akin to like survivor's guilt. Right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know. I mean, I've definitely gone. I it made me think about um, watching, getting ready to talk to this about you. I was uh, talking. I remembered talking to you about uh, when we went through our top ten. And I was talking about like interstellar and stuff Mm -hmm. and like how, you know, uh, I was going to be like a dad at some point and it didn't happen. And so, and that movie really, really touched me in a particular way at at that time when I saw it. But also I feel like I've also had the thought of like, well, do I deserve to maybe be like a parent later on in life? Like, am I, am I still worthy of that? I feel like I've asked myself that question and then just Mm -hmm. sort of to see, to sort of see it be asked in different ways throughout the entire family in here was Mm -hmm. it felt very real and it felt very honest. And I was actually kind of happy to see how it affected everybody. Yeah. You know, like even in, even just a simple shot of the mom, uh, the argument she has with the dad about saying like, she can't look at him, but she still got, got dressed to go visit the son in prison. 
mm-hmm. I thought like was really was really pretty powerful, even though we didn't have that like cliche shot of them picking up the phone and hey, how are you doing? And, you know, having that sort of exchange, it was just the the action of going, the action mm-hmm. of doing it. Right. Felt like that's what pushed a lot of the second half of the movie was like, you can do this, you can be happy and 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 you know, answer that question for yourself. You know, the, the question is, are you gonna get up and like do it? Yeah. You know, and, and that kind of everything. So um so yeah, I really I really, really dug it a lot. Um nice. e- even though I did feel even though I do agree with uh, um I, I feel at some points it uh I liked it, but I do feel like it bit off a lot more than it could chew in in one go. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's pretty ambitious with what it's trying to deal with. Because <laughs> it's, yeah. it's it's really trying to deal with just everything at once. It, all of it. All of it. it all yeah. the stuff at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> <And> <laughs> it's, it's just a lot, and that, yeah, that's and again, that's that's really just kind of what kept me at arm's length with it. No, I totally it, get know, it. Which, I totally uh, get it. Yeah. Which, uh, but again, you know, but again, it's like, I've, you know, I've liked this guy's other movies because he did uh, It Comes at Night, um, mm-hmm. which, he, you know, it seems like A24 is just like bankrolling him or something. Cause <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, they were, yeah. I, I think they might have actually funded uh, Waves as well as. Waves, uh, okay. Yeah, or at least yeah. partially um, uh-huh. in addition to distributing it, of course. But uh, but anyway, yeah. Um, you know, I'm definitely interested to see what else he uh, what else he does. But uh, also interesting too uh, that Trey Edward Schultz, we should point out, uh, not that it totally matters, but mm-hmm. uh, is a white guy. Yes. Oh, I wanted to go ahead. I'm gonna make I want to make yeah. a comment about this too. But go ahead. Yeah. No. I mean, I just I'm not saying this in like a bad way at all. I just I thought it was really interesting. Like I actually had to. I was pretty sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like when this movie was over, I had to look up. I had to look him up again just to check. Mm-hmm. because it and and because it felt really like authentic you know yes 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 like it didn't feel like a white guy trying to write like a black movie you know or something no, like right. that yes, like, right exactly yeah it just it you know i thought that was kind of cool in the way that it made fe- made it feel like even more universal you know because um, mm-hmm. I, I read like a, a short snippet from an interview with with schultz and it. it sounded like some of the wrestling stuff was something that he went through Okay, okay. Um, that actually he, yeah, when he was a, a little kid, used to love, like, making films in his backyard with his friends and whatever. And then he got really serious into wrestling and had some sort of injury that was similar to what, what the kid ah, okay. undergoes in this. And it ended it. And then that's what got him back into filmmaking, actually. Yeah, right. Um, was because his wrestling career ended. Huh, so. okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and, you know, interesting kind of backstory. But again, you know, I, I kind of like those stories that, that, you know, really do bring out that universality of a lot of these Mm -hmm. things, you know, while at the same time, like not cheating them and not cheating them of their own identity. You know, this still felt like a, you know, these didn't feel, it didn't feel like, you know, cheapened black characters in a movie or anything like that. You know, I was, as as I was watching, as I was watching the movie, I felt like, I feel like, uh, if if we're going to get a movie like about a black family and like these sort of events are happening, I feel like as moviegoers, we're so trained to for it to be on screen as a as a family that's living in like a ghetto. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, I, and, and that's just like that's just thematically like even, which is which is so crazy, too, because that was like that was like the big 
thing about the Cosby show when it came out was like they were a successful oh, yeah. That's black right. family, That's right. you know, and right. yeah. it was like, oh, wow, that was so like, you know, uh, progressive and right. ahead of its time and all this stuff. And it was like, yeah, that was like 40 years ago, people <laughs> like why we still have this perception, though. But it, it really it's funny. I thought about the same thing while watching this movie, too. Mm-hmm. So I was like, man, they seem to be doing like pretty well. And stuff, yeah. and I was like, "Yeah, wait." I was like, "Wait, why is that surprising?" You know, <laughs> like, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. And I was just like, well, "Damn, yeah," because it's just in movies still. Like, that's just not always the case, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. I I think that's that's another aspect of the movie that I liked was that universality. You yeah, know? you know, uh, it made me think about uh, the other A twenty four movie, the the farewell. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, even though it's a predominantly Asian family, you know, uh, they're not like living in the slums or anything, but it's just it's just a family story. You know, it's there's mm-hmm. something specific to the narrative, but it's it's incredibly universal. Like you could put yeah. yourself in any one of those characters. And I actually liked seeing a very I, I liked the portrayal of a black family in this movie because it's like, yeah, this makes sense. Like, why would why wouldn't it be, you know? Why wouldn't it be like this? It doesn't always have to be what, uh, you know, we're, what we're trained to think, like, you know, black families going through struggle or an unplanned pregnancy, like, has to look like. It doesn't have to look like this. Like, it's, mm-hmm. everybody goes through it, you know? Yeah. And I think it also added to the sort of, uh, the way, like, the father, like, pushes him. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, I started kind of drawing a bit of those parallels, too, because I asked myself the same question. Uh, you know that you did while watching it (laughs) and so i thought it was like this expectation that we have to hold up you know with we 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 don't do this we're in like a better place than this you know right yeah and that conversation he has with him when he's like typing something on the computer and he tells him like what he sacrificed and you don't know how good you have it and everything Mm. like that uh like really hit home like really hit home for me in like in like that that part um the other thing I thought about with uh, I was gonna, I wanted to talk to you about the music mm-hmm. was that there was a um, was it the movie I was looking up the article uh, a little while ago uh, I forget if it was the woman in the window or Bird Box which Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross they they did the soundtrack to Bird Box right Bird Box yeah Bird Box okay. I believe they did the soundtrack to The Woman in the Window, this movie that was coming out that was going to be released by Fox. And then it got sold to Disney and they threw out uh, the Trent as the Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross score to go hmm. for, I think it was Danny Elfman. Okay. And <laughs> I remember reading the article uh, that uh, they interviewed Trent Reznor about it and he was, you know, very Trent about it and yeah. basically like, you know, well, fuck them. You know, they're, they're, yeah. <laughs> they don't know what they're talking about. But uh-huh. he, he talked about how he talked about how they didn't play the music. And I can't remember if it was for Bird Box or, or Women in the Window. They just didn't play the music when they finally saw the movie. The music was like lowered in spots. That was, that was Bird Box. It was Bird Box. Okay. Yeah, he was, he was talking mad lowered. shit about Bird Box. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, it was that so movie, good. I mean, dude, that movie sucks, dude. Never watched it. I decided oh, not to. so yeah, bad. Their music, too, is great. Like, the soundtrack is fantastic. I have, oh, I have to, I'll have I've, to listen to it. To dude, I've, it. I've listened to the score several times. No, uh, nice. It's, awesome. Yeah, it's it's exceptional. It's like, even when we were watching the movie, I kept, like I said to Hannah while we were watching, I was like, the score is too good for this film. <laughs> Like, because there were parts where it did come up and, like, really, you know, build to a crescendo in, like, certain scenes. And you're like, dude, the music is, like, is 
outshining the movie by like <laughs> so much right now. It's not even funny. Like you don't even have to know who did this score or yeah. even like be somebody who thinks about film scores to be able to pick this out of like this movie. <laughs> it's just this obvious that you're like, wow, this is this is exceptional music and incredibly mediocre filmmaking. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyways, but I thought about that, um, I thought about his comment about how when him and Atticus Ross do music, like there, there is moments where it is just supposed to be like, not jarring, but like loud and Mm -hmm. like there for a reason. And I felt that a lot with, with waves, with how the, the, uh, the score in the movie, um, one part in particular is when he's, uh, getting a, uh. Was it an MRI? He's on the table. Yeah, yeah. And like the music is just so loud in that one scene. It like mm-hmm. comes and goes very quickly. Um, that I couldn't tell if it was the machine or if it was music when it happened. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I really love. There's a few moments like that in the movie, but I really loved the uh, the score portions of the movie quite a bit. Yeah, there were a few where they when they really let the score like drive a couple of the scenes too that yeah. were really impressive. Like when he when he does uh, in that wrestling match when he is just getting like that one shoulder is just getting the shit beat out of him. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was dying. I was actually laughing during that scene, not because it was like comical, but I was like, uh-huh. it's like, dude, that thing is just taking a pounding right You're now." You know? <laughs> yeah, it's like they made such a point of like you know, pointing out which shoulder it was that was the problem shoulder, you know, with yeah, the doctor, yeah. with the x-rays, and then in this, like, wrestling scene, it's just, like, every shot, you're like, no, not the left one, no, <laughs> no, no, yep, it's just, guys just yeah. tearing that thing apart, but, um, but yeah, that, that scene, sequence in particular uh, uh, was, was very intense, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I thought that stuff would, worked really, really well. It's interesting, because, yeah, I've, as I said, I bought that score for Waves um, when I, when it first released, and uh it's uh it's it's really you know it's an interesting listen uh mm-hmm. in its own right but it is you know it is mostly like very much more ambient stuff yeah but there's like a lot of stuff that i think they just wrote like large sections and then let you know the filmmakers put in you know kind of whatever port they wanted to use because mm-hmm. i mean there's a track on uh on the soundtrack that's like 23 minutes long or something like that is it like close to the end end of the soundtrack because i listened to the soundtrack as well uh, the other yeah. day yeah yeah i, I think so all of it. yeah mm-hmm. um yeah because i was like i kept like turning on my phone to see like what track were we on next and we were just still on the same yeah <laughs> still on the same one i was like oh shit where we got more of this okay cool yeah yeah so yeah no it's it's really interesting the way that you know that they're they're their score isn't really like the star of the show like pretty much every other movie they do a score for it's like that's mm-hmm. one of the biggest you know contributions to the film mm-hmm. and not to diminish their contribution to this film or anything but it was just interesting to see it utilized in a different way to still have that big of an impact on the movie but you know in some ways it was almost akin to the um like no country for old men score mm. where it's you're not even supposed to notice it it's almost like subliminal you know the way that it yeah. works and uh you know it, it's just again it, continues piling up the evidence of their just complete mastery of (laughs) (laughs) you know everything to do with like creative decision making in music Mm -hmm. um it's yeah it's it's really wild but uh but yeah very cool to see them you know i one of the things that keeps them so exciting is the fact that they don't do the same thing over and over again you know right they're like constantly willing to try out like new things and then every time they try something new you're like wow you're like you know master that on your first try good job (laughs) yeah this (laughs) one's it's this crazy. one felt with all the uh, I remember in the in the beginning you mentioned all the licensed music 
yeah. that's in the movie. This one was the first time I feel like I, I'm sure I haven't listened to all of their soundtracks. Uh, I feel like I have. Um, but this was the first time where I felt like the licensed music and their music uh, was um, edited together very well. Like it still had a good flow to it to where I, mm-hmm. I, I didn't research it, but I was I wanted to research like okay did they did they do this song as well with this artist there were a couple musical notes that I recognized were obviously not Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross but it flowed together so nicely with the ambient music and the license that I couldn't sometimes tell the difference you know yeah like, which was which yeah yeah the fucking sound engineer on this movie is like <laughs> like the unsung hero of this thing i mean yeah. it's, it's really wild and i mean it was also really cool just that they were uh given so much artistic license with the licensed music that they uh acquired yeah because yeah, so yeah, much yeah. of it was like you know uh certain pieces would be removed from the music like certain you know instrument pieces of instrumentation or something mm-hmm. like that um you know it'd be mixed or distorted you know, in different ways and blended with yeah, uh, some of the ambient stuff or like right. sound design from the scene and, you know, um, you know, doing the underwater, like outside the club effect, like the low pass filter, you know, yeah, type yeah. of shit to it and all that stuff. But I mean, really, yeah, blending it into the sensory experience of everything, you know, because again, it was like those moments where like those songs were so carefully chosen and, and put in there because they are, you know, representative of those, you know, that's always just part of our memory of like those big events is like, there's some fucking song, but if you like this song or if you fucking hate this song, like you're going to remember that it was like playing. Yeah. Like all this <laughs> yeah. shit was going crazy. And all I can remember is like Kanye saying, I am a God or something like that. Yeah. You know? Right. It's like right. the way that it gets like burned into your memory, you know, and like those, those like weird little details and shit like that. And mm-hmm. it just felt, um, you know, like a really cool way of kind of playing the, the, how these moments of our lives, whether they be good or bad are sort of, you know, highlighted and punctuated and, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes even, you know, uh, uh, coincidentally enhanced, <laughs> uh, you know, by some of these, these random things that, uh, you know, that are happening around us and stuff, but that is part of the, you know, just what made it feel, I guess, in general, so kind of like alive and authentic, mm-hmm. you know, the way that everything was playing off. Cause it, it just felt like, no, this is, you know, not just in terms of like, oh yeah, this is music that kids would listen to at a party nowadays, you know? Right, exactly. But yeah. just the way that it was like, no, it doesn't matter what the song is, you know, this is a song, sure, for this generation, but, uh, you know, the way that just like that becomes part of, you know, this bad breakup you had in the middle, fight you had in the middle of a party, you know, or like this one time when the cops came and busted everything and, you know, fucking cypress hill was playing or some shit yeah, <laughs> like, right. fuck the police was on when the cops busted in you know or whatever you know uh-huh. it's, it's just uh that's that's again a universal experience i think for everyone that there's this weird you know uh sensory component to all those kinds of memories and moments in our life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah it was just you know it all felt like a unique way of approaching some of this stuff you know mm-hmm. and and that's what i can at least appreciate about the movie I agree too. I feel it feels like yeah. a pretty big, uh, even though the the story is uh, one we've heard before many different ways, done many different ways. Like it still feels like a giant experiment. Yeah, and I'm I'm I I'm happy with the exper- experiment, even though like you know I don't I don't feel uh, even though I I've had the like ups and downs like through it, mm-hmm. um, you know. So, but um, do you have a favorite like scene in the movie? Uh, I mean, like aside from let's say aspect ratio changes. Yeah. <laughs> um. 
I don't know. I haven't really thought about it. Yeah. Give me a second. Yeah, what about you? I um I actually really like the scene with the dad and the daughter at the lake. Yeah. I that one that one hit me uh, uh that one hit me pretty hard uh aside from like everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the movie, you know, like um it just felt um it felt very uh like real. You know, yeah. I uh it's actually one of the reasons I called Alex afterwards, you know, because um you know, I'll get I'll sometimes get into it with my dad and he'll be like, hey, how you doing? You doing all right? And like sometimes I'll mess with him, but then sometimes I'm serious and I'll be like, no, I'm not all right. And then yeah. he'll just be like, he'll be quiet and he'll be like, oh, uh, I mean, do you want to what's going on? Yeah, <laughs> it's it's literally like I pulled the pin out of a grenade and threw it in his lap. <laughs> yeah. And he's just like fucking hot potato, you know. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I liked uh, I liked her. um it seemed like she was going to keep it together in that scene, but I like, I like the progression of just her breaking down and how much, uh, she was opening up to like her dad about, you know, how she was feeling about everything and that it wasn't, it wasn't that she was embarrassed about anything, but that she felt like guilty mm-hmm. about feeling like she could have prevented all this in some way. Yeah. Like, she oh, yeah. literally like the movie does, like you said earlier, like feels like the entire world is on everyone's shoulders, but like, in a way, like it's it's just been on. She's taken it upon herself to just put it all on hers, mm-hmm. and it's like something that like I could definitely relate to. But I also it surprised me that like it went in her character just went in that direction and felt that way because I I don't know why I didn't think that she would feel that way. So I think well I think that was yeah I, I don't we just didn't really know her all that well you know right, at that yeah. point either you know it was mm-hmm. still very sure it's it's reasonable to expect that she might feel that way just because you know there, yeah. there were those like shots of her at the party you know and yeah she was right seeing exactly. him kind of like angrily you know walking around and whatever but um but no i thought that's because i thought that scene was really good too um yeah. and i think that was probably a big part of it was because it, it was when we you know we were also it was like we were just like her dad kind of like being let in for the first time yeah, right. Yeah. You know, um, which did feel really, yeah, like honest and true and everything, which was, uh, which was nice. But, um, you know, it was also the point in the movie, too, where it started to soften, you know, hmm. uh, which I think was was also nice where it felt like a real big t- like we were confronting something really nasty and hard, like, you know, her kind of feelings of guilt and everything that she could have prevented it. And then it actually turns into this really sweet moment where we start to, like, see a glimmer of hope. Yeah, you know right, that right, like yeah. things could actually maybe improve here. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it won't, probably won't be easy or anything like that, but it seems like possible now. Mm-hmm. Whereas before, you know, prior to that scene, you're you're like, okay, they're going to be divorced. You know, this girl's going to just end up, you know, on the streets or something like that. You know, you <laughs> yeah, just right, figure right. it's going to just completely continue to deteriorate. But, um, you know, that was I felt really where where it was like people started to kind of confront those things was when things started to like kind of turn around and at least yeah. like, you know, what they were most afraid of doing actually ended up being the beginning of a path towards something better. Yeah. You know, and yeah, it was yeah. like just kind of that everything you want is on the other side of fear type of thing. You know. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's a good way <laughs> so, of putting it. Yeah. That's really, yeah. really good. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I, I, honestly, I'd, I'd probably put that scene up there too, as far as like, nice. It was just a, yeah, it was just a really good scene. And, um, 
yeah, again, some really, really fine acting. And, uh, yeah, and, and just not having that, like, you know, finally, I, I've, that wash of relief, too, just that, like, the movie wasn't going to continue to just, like, <laughs> try to drop, like, giant emotional sledgehammers on top of you. I was, like, just so sick of it at that point. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, okay, cool. Again, you know, it was like that, that second half of it. It was like that just, that felt to me, like, really what the movie was. Okay. You know, we needed the first half to get there, obviously. Right. You know, and I, I, I like that idea of kind of like seeing both sides of like, you know, that that him killing his girlfriend is obviously what changes everything. And that's like yeah. the, right in the middle of the movie. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. the first half is everything leading up to it. And the second half is everything afterwards. But, uh, you know, that was where things just got yeah a little more interesting to me as far as, you know, like, again, what we've talked about the first half is like a story we've seen a lot of times. Right. Right. Done in like an interesting new way. But then the second half of that movie was like, OK, this feels like an. A movie I haven't seen before. Yes. You know? Yes, yes, yeah. And uh, that that was, yeah, much more exciting to me as far as, uh, you know, again, the way that I was engaged with it, so. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I uh, I don't know whether to say I'm sorry I made you watch this or... No, I'm... Yeah, I, no, I mean, I, I wanted to see it. I'm glad I watched yeah. it. You I'm know, glad you watched was... it, too. I'm glad we watched it. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm glad to talk to you about it. I was I was excited to talk to you about it. Yeah, no, um, so, I was excited when you when you texted and said that this was the movie you wanted to to check out because it was yeah. one again I had just like just like fallen off my radar. Yeah, and as yeah. soon as you mentioned, it, I was like, "Fuck yeah! Oh my god, yes!" Yeah. Like <laughs> I've been wanting to watch this. Let's do it. You know. Um, yeah, yeah. I still have no clue what it is. <laughs> yeah, let's find out. Um, so, but yeah, no, it was it was funny though because there were definitely times that I was like, "Man, Bobby picked like the perfect movie to just swap <laughs> places because." There were certain times I was just like, oh, like who falls for this garbage? <laughs> this is infuriating. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Um, and then it, it was so funny too because, you know, we were watching, like Hannah, you know, was like, God, this is like halfway through the movie or like yeah. shortly before that. She was like, she was like, what do you think Bobby's going to think of this? And I was like, Bobby is going to love this movie, Hannah. <laughs> yeah. She was like, what? Seriously? I was like, I, I was like, baby, <laughs> just think about it for like a second, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> like just remind yourself that not everyone has the same opinion as you think about our friend bobby and then get back to me <laughs> oh my god that's so good um but yeah it was hilarious and then yeah after i don't know afterwards she was like oh man you're totally right he's gonna love this movie i was like yeah i was like just prepare yourself for it now like when you talk to him about this he's gonna be glowing <laughs> <laughs> oh um, man but yeah, no, it, it honestly, it was, I mean, it was just interesting too. Like I, I can appreciate any movie that, I don't know, at least in, uh, encourages that much conversation and, and thought, you know, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, as I said, yeah, we spoke about it uh, quite a bit. And, um, and also for me too, you know, I, I enjoy not knowing what I think of a film sometimes. Yeah, right. And for definitely, it took me kind of a couple days to kind of get to where I'm at now, where I'm like, okay, this is how I under this is how I interacted with the film. Yes. And on that level, I can appreciate it, but on the levels that I think it's trying to function, I didn't get it, mm-hmm. so I I can't really call that a big success, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, which is totally understandable. Um, yeah. So, but but again, also not like I'm saying it's a it's a garbage movie or anything. Um, but yeah, I'm just like reconciling all that because at first i was just like i don't know maybe i just fucking didn't like it and i'm just like trying to convince myself that there was something here you know yeah right right right. but i just i just didn't care for it you know mm-hmm. and but uh 
But no, it was just kind of, I don't know. It's like, let me just sit with this for a couple. We're not going to record for a while. Yeah, right, right. Just sit right. with it for a couple of days and, I don't know, figure out how I feel about it eventually. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there were definitely times when I watched it where I was just like, oh, you could start the movie here. You could start it here. You could start sure, it here. Sure, yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, it, like, by the uh, having that thought, it was quickly followed by, like, but it probably won't. I probably won't be having the emotional resonance I'm having with it or, you know, with it right now. And, yeah. you know, however it ends, it won't be as like, you know, powerful to me as if you just started it here, because maybe if you would have just started it here, then we're talking about more conventional movie making, filmmaking, mm-hmm. you know, to just try uh, uh, to just try and tell like, uh, hey, this, you know, star athlete, you know, uh, murdered his girlfriend and now we're seeing the aftermath of it through the family it's something way different to have experienced like uh coming in on his success he's got the girl he's got the talent yeah. you know he's got the muscle he's got all this other kind of shit and then it just he all crumbles and then we have to see the effect of you know of his choices and stuff on like the other people that are in the movie as well and give yeah. them just enough much time as we gave him was uh you know kind of intense to experience yeah at least for me yeah for sure i mean but yeah yeah no i mean i like that i like that kind of commitment to it that it wasn't like oh well let's just skimp out on this first part because we're trying to get to the second part it was like no we should treat it all with you know kind of equal importance yeah right 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 yeah right well sweet man that's all i got yeah yeah no that's that's what i got for waves i think that's a i think that's a good uh that's a good Bobby Dorian, like. <laughs> yeah, we've we've surfed the waves. We can officially say, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's right. happened. Right. So. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I, it's one of those I've been thinking about. Like, would I recommend this? And uh, I think it's this is, I mean, like every movie. Obviously, it's you can't, you know, generalize. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, like once upon a time in Hollywood, I would recommend to everyone, of course, but yeah. <laughs> regardless of who the fuck you are, I'm like, well, because if you don't like this movie, then I know I never wanted to speak to you again. So, <laughs> um, but, uh, but you know, this one even more so, I feel like would be very personalized kind of recommendation. Like most yeah. of my friends or whoever, like people I know, if uh, I could say whether or not they would like this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, certain friends I would say actually like a hundred percent you should watch this, and other friends would be like, "It's not going to be for you." I don't think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but uh, but yeah, again, can appreciate the uh, the audacity of some of it and uh, the ambition of it, and and you know its successes too, because I mean, there's certainly plenty of things that it does that I think it's very successful at. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, he just needs to like. Tone it back like a little bit, you know. <laughs> it's not, you know, leave leave like a couple issues for the next movie, you know. Yeah, right. It's, yeah. So, anyway. Well, I uh, hope everybody enjoyed our talk about this movie. Uh, if you're so inclined, like, uh, I, I would say check it out, even even based on like, uh, I mean, I, I do listen to our podcast just to hear how it sounds back, and yeah, <laughs> even even with how much you like or dislike a movie, like I, I'm I'm also I'm always still very interested in being like, well, I might need to check that out just to see like if I like or dislike it as much as like Bobby or Dorian did, you know? Yeah, uh, and uh, and go and you know go through that. So um, so yeah, I would I would recommend it, but just know it's going to be quite a journey if you're in for that. Yeah, yeah, just know what you're getting into. It's yeah, gonna be. 
I mean, the, you know, again, like the trailer, I think, kind of does probably a good job of prepping yeah, you for it. Yeah, it really does. It really does. Yeah, it really is. It's like you want to just, I don't know, feel stuff for a couple hours. Go for it. You know, yeah. that's what we're going to try to do here. So, <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Dorian, thank you for doing this. Thank you for watching the movie. Yeah. No, my pleasure. We'll uh, we'll figure figure out another one for next week. Hands down. Yes, sir. Yup. Yup. All right. All right. <laughs>